we're starting. I figured we already started. <laughs> okay. People got quiet, and I was like, the lights came up, and some other lights went out. So okay. it means we started. Okay, we're doing it. We are here. Yeah. And you don't know anything about This Is Us, and that is fine with me. <laughs> I'm Patrick. I'm Francesca. And this is Last Name Basis. From Brick Radio. <laughs> We four corners in a triangle, why we keep it 100 tie optional? With a person from a dance to acting on the screen, you know who it is, man, it's Jessica Lee. He's a lawyer, she's an activist, and you're tuning to them live, this is last name basis. You ready? Yes, Okay. You weren't going to say it, and I jumped in and saved you. You saved me. That's Mm -hmm. why you are podcast president, but I don't think it's going to last much longer. Mm, By the time this episode comes out, we will have a new podcast president. That's true. Selected by you, the listeners, after listening to our spirited debate at the live show. And you know what? We won't belabor the point, because I am not a sore winner. Oh, look at that confidence. (laughs) Don't count your votes before they're... Stolen. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, let's do a little bit of goings on about Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, what the hell is going on in Brooklyn? The other day as I was leaving our friend's house, I told Patrick that I was going to stop by the drugstore and pick up a few things. And Patrick said, oh, could you please get me a loofah, but make sure it's a black loofah. Why is that significant to you? Okay. Because then I did get a loofah because you didn't get me a loofah. No, I didn't because I didn't actually go to the drugstore. I just went home. So I went to get a replacement loofah Mm -hmm. because mine turned into that giant puff that is the demise of all loofahs. Mm -hmm. And then I left it at the gym. Right. Okay. But what I wanted... I came back and I said, I got a loofah. You said, did you get a black loofah? (laughs) Because, (laughs) like, walk me through your thought process as to why the loofah must be black. Okay. It doesn't have to be black. Don't backtrack. Well. You asked for a black loofah. Okay. Why? I asked for a black loofah because I had a black loofah previously. No, you're a liar. No, it's true. It was a black loofah. You have not seen it in our bathroom? All I'm asking you is... Did you profile the loofah is what I want to know. <laughs> do you think that a white loofah, that a pink loofah, that a yellow loofah can't do the same job as a black loofah? I want to know, and so do the listeners. Well, if black don't crack, I was just hoping my loofah would last longer. <laughs> so I wanted a black loofah. No, no, but really, for real, though. The real reason yeah, I wanted a black Yeah, the real reason. I keep real, asking real, you real for reason. the real reason, and do you, you want keep the posturing. Truth, friend? Yes. The truth is, I didn't trust you to get me a loofah in a color that I would like, so I just told you to find a black one if you could. Okay, here's what I want to know. Does the color of the loofah somehow change your relationship with it? It can, it can. (laughs) What? I mean, the first attraction is visual. So before I get to know the loofah, it sets the tone for the whole relationship. That is so stupid. (laughs) I didn't trust you because I could see you in Dwayne Reed or Walgreens or something looking at loofahs. Not sponsoring the podcast. Yeah, they're not sponsors. Uh, but the Dwayne Reed money would be some good <laughs> sponsorship. Just putting it out there. Yo, we rolling in paper towels. <laughs> I like that. Paper towel rolls. Yeah, that's the type of sponsorship that I want. Yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Practicality. Free toiletries. Exactly. For sure. So I can picture you and Dwayne Reed looking at loofahs and going, ooh, this is cute. This is cute. Like you're buying yourself a loofah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And then I end up with some weird, like, multicolor purple, pink, and blue 
shiny, maybe less exfoliating. So, so I just want to make roofer. sure that I understand. This is about masculinity. It's not you necessarily a, about masculinity. A, you need a manly loofah. I don't necessarily need yes. a manly loofah. Mm. I need a loofah that speaks to me in some way. Oh, God. I think the black loofah just works. It okay. just works with me. That is very strange. I will say, though, I like the idea of the black loofah being like a movie franchise starring me. I'm the black loofah. <laughs> the black loofah. Right? Like exfoliating I... <laughs> villains everywhere. Yeah, no, that's a great... I think it only reminds me of a movie title because of the Black Dahlia. Well, something about it sounds yeah. like But Black this. is always like superhero, supervillain-esque. There's always yeah, like the loofah. dark side of whatever. Loofah sounds like it is something like yeah, real. Yeah, like Queen La Lufa. Queen La Lufa. <laughs> Instead of Queen Latifah. That's me. Do you want to move on? Yeah, well, there's something else that happened in Brooklyn at our home. <laughs> Fran has been perfecting some breakfast muffins yes. for about a month now. Yes. And she I, swore I up am, and down. I'm the master of masters the muff. Master of the muff. Yes. That's good. There Thank are people you. here filming this. This is not safe for television. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter. We're Which talking is, about muffins. The funny part is that I started by calling it the muff. Yes, you And did. you picked it up from me, mm -hmm. and now I'm being ridiculed for this? Yes, you are. Here's what happened. I made these muffins, and mm. I got the recipe incorrect, and so I passed them off to Patrick. <laughs> I was like, hey, do you want these busted muffins? They were, no, no, no. The first muffins were not busted. They were fantastic. They were great. And side note, you wanted to then pretend you gave me muffins like you made them for me, like it was just an act of goodwill, just pure kindness. Well, My wife just baked me some muffins. No, I got your runoff muff, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. Listen, it tasted great. Listen. But it doesn't make me feel very special. And I will say, though, it was so great that Patrick texted me and he was like, yo, I'm eating these muffins. Your muffins are so good. I was like, how good are they? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I love them so much. But here's here's the thing yeah. that annoys me is that I texted my friend about it. Like I'm really proud of these muffins. Texted you spent my... a month on them. Scientists listen, spend less time. Listen, what, is, what does Malcolm Gladwell say? 10,000 hours? You're going to spend 10,000 hours making muffins? If you want to be the So that you can make you wanna the be, perfect breakfast you, muffin? If you want to be the master yeah. of the muff, yeah. you got to put the time in. I think people go a little bit larger in scope when they talk about that. They're like, you're cooking for 10,000 hours. Then you become a good cook. You're okay. going to be able to make one single muffin. First of all, the batch was 18. And <laughs> okay. I was very Not proud of that. So I texted my friend and I was like telling him, I was like, oh my God, I made these breakfast muffins. They're amazing. Mm -hmm. They've got turkey bacon, they've got egg, they've got cheese. They're great. Just pop them in your mouth before you go to work. It's great. And he was like, ooh, I want to see. So I like set up my little dish and I like made sure I was by the window. I had the right <laughs> lighting. You know what I mean? It's hard to photograph food. Uh -huh. So I took a picture. I sent it to him and he was like, ooh, those are so ugly. Because so what you forgot was that it's health food. You're cooking healthy no, recipes. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no. And it's they a... never look good. It doesn't rise to the level of let me put this on the gram and show everybody oh, this I will delicious put, listen, looking first thing of all, that I made. I did put it on the gram, and I uh, got lots of spirited responses from people. Spirited responses. That sounds like cover for <laughs> people felt strongly that this was awful. Whatever. You're like a, a new parent with an ugly baby that's mm. like pushing it out there and being, isn't my baby cute? Isn't my baby cute? Isn't my... And nobody wants to say the real which is like, I'm sorry, you don't have a particularly cute baby. Okay, Patrick, 
you're a monster. All babies, <laughs> all babies. I agree. All ba- they're all no, cute. No, 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 But they're no, no. not all. No, don't yeah. backtrack. Okay. You literally just tried to oh, use yeah? an analogy. Then why do you have to audition for Gerber commercials? First of all, Gerber knows that not all babies listen, are created listen, equally listen, cute. Listen, listen, not every baby's meant to be a model. Mm. That's different. They're all there cute. There are lots of. Right, but you, sir, you uh, sat here and fixed yeah. your mouth to say that me talking about my muffs yeah. was similar a parent that has an ugly baby, yeah, which it is. means that you believe that there are babies that are ugly, and I they am do here. exist. Mm-mm. Weren't you one of them? You are a flip flopper. No, I wasn't. No. I was a very cute baby. Ah, uh, were you? I was born because cute. the story I heard was from who? From you? <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> Was that your no, own no, no, mother? No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Let me clarify. Uh, I had a large head, uh, and my mother was very worried about it. <laughs> she cried. She massaged. She was worried that I was going to have an abnormally large uh, head. That does not have anything to do with attractiveness. The face on that head was very cute. I don't know and about it remains that. I think. Cute. I mean, if your own mother is worried about. The size of my head does not mean that you're ugly. Mm, I'm it just doesn't. saying. But you wouldn't have made the Gerber ad, is what I'm saying. Right, and this is what and I'm saying. And when she posted no, pics stop, online, stop. This is what I'm people saying. were like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. That's a First cute of all, baby. There was no online. They were being polite. There was no online mm. when I was born. Mm. So don't start there, okay? Second of all, this isn't about being a Gerber baby. I don't want to be a Gerber baby. I'm a Well, I'm you missed adult. your chance. I'm a woman. <laughs> I will never. I can't go back to that place. What I'm saying to you. Uh, is that in an effort to tear me down, mm-hmm. you revealed a little bit more about yourself than you even I anticipated. Disagree. Every listener out there is going to know. They're going to say, oh, yeah, no, I've seen people post pictures of their baby that's not that cute. And, yeah, you say they're cute, and they are cute because, you know, miracle mm-hmm. of life, et cetera. You are, listen, you're a flip-flopper. You I'm just not a said flip-flopper. Th- there are some babies that are beautiful, adorable, perfect-looking little babies, and other babies that are the ones that look like little old men. You ever seen those? No. I know you have. I can see you cracking that (laughs) smile. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The little babies that come out looking like they're 90 years old. Little Benjamin Buttons. All babies look like babies. (laughs) (laughs) They all look like babies to me. Uh Uh-huh. I know you know what I'm talking about. You know what? Let's move on to the Animal Corner. Animal Corner! There was a story recently about a dog that has been sitting outside of a McDonald's pretending to be a stray in order to get free hamburgers. I think this story is hilarious. First of all, that dog deserves every free burger that it gets because he is a genius. But the story gets funnier because the dog's owner posted on Facebook like a warning to anyone that's been giving (laughs) the dog burgers. You have to read it. It's really funny. This is hilarious. The Facebook owner says, if you see my dog at the McDonald's on Shields, quit feeding her fat ass because (laughs) she don't know how to act and be leaving the house all the time to go walk into McDonald's at night. She's not even a stray dog. She's just a gold digging ass bitch that is (laughs) acting like she's stray so people will feel bad for her and feed her burgers. What I love about this Facebook post is this is not a post for her friends. This is a post for the dog. It really is. This is dissing the dog as if the dog is going to read this Facebook post. Yeah, all of this is designed like ultra subbing because the dog can't actually read this. So you're not not, like subtweeting. No, no, no. I don't think this is a sub Facebook post because I believe that that dog is on Facebook. Why would they invest? She's talking to this dog like it stole her man. 
Well, <laughs> she's, she's gold go- digging she's ass bitch gold digging. out here swinging it for burgers <laughs> <laughs> okay here's the thing I would think that as a dog we are dog owners mm-hmm. we spend a lot of money to feed our dogs we do I would think that if Phil or Kaya was smart enough to say you know what I'm gonna go out and feed myself mm-hmm. that I would support it well this is what's crazy to me is that this person is just letting her dog out and, and she's warning the rest of the public to be like, hey, watch out for my dog that got out. <laughs> Don't feed it burgers because it keeps going back. It does it every night. And she could just close the door. Like, the dog doesn't have to be let out. It's her fault. Or put a she's collar. She's literally the only person that can take care of this put dog and keep it from Put a collar on the banging. dog so that you could identify that it belongs to It didn't to have someone. a collar? Well, I'm just assuming if people think it's a stray, stray dogs don't have a collar on. Mm. Context clues. Right. This no, I mean, person I'm, says I'm, that people think her dog is a stray, and she's not. I would say that, like, what looks like a stray dog? A dog with no leash, no owner, no collar. Throw a collar on that bitch. Yeah, but who's feeding a dog hamburgers from McDonald's? Two things. If I get something from McDonald's, I'm not sharing it with a dog. Maybe I'm not sharing it with another person. They go back in dollar menu. They go back in and just get another one just for the dog because they feel so bad. Nobody's thought to pick this dog up and take care of it, take it to somebody who can find him an owner. It has an owner. But they they don't know that. Probably once they try to pick it up, the dog says, like, no, 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 I'm good. I got somebody to go home to. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow the honesty comes out later on. Right. Mm -hmm. This dog gets all the credit. I would do this if I was a dog. I respect this dog for doing it. I can't believe the owner is just is putting just them on blast like that. Their own dog instead of taking care of their dog. Well, I have to say, pup, we support you. I would give you a burger anytime. I would not give you a burger. It's just not getting a burger from me. Okay. All I'm I saying to you, you is is that there was credit. another element in the animal corner you're not that getting a whole you burger. could have contributed to, and you chose not to. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, we are going to move on to the science corner. Science corner! A recent study showed that holiday music is actually bad for your mental health. I believe it. And filed this under the category of one of those studies that only shows what everybody already knew inherently and And intuitively. I don't necessarily know that I anticipated that it would be bad for everyone's mental health for the reasons that the study found. It's not bad for everyone, but it's bad for most people's mental health. Mm -hmm. And the study, as you would expect, showed that at the end of the day, holiday music signifies and is associated with the stress of the holidays, with the need to get more things done than you can possibly fit into the day, the time you have in the day. Financial stress. Financial strain, also travel, mm-hmm. family problems. You know you're going to go and hang out with that Trump-supporting uncle. You yeah. know what I mean? Like The pressure to drink eggnog, and that shit is gross. Eggnog is amazing. I hate it. Well, really? I think it tastes so nasty. When was the last time you had eggnog? I mean, I've had it before. Did you have crappy eggnog that was off the shelf at a store? I don't know where it came from, but it didn't taste good. And the anticipation Uh of drinking some of that is enough to stress someone out. I believe that. Eggnog? Yeah, I'm getting stressed just thinking about it. I don't like most holiday foods. Pretty much everything Thanksgiving to Christmas is not food I want. Turkey. It's true. Yeah, no. Stuffing. It's good. Mac and cheese. For like the biggest meal, most elaborate meal of the year, there are a thousand different things I'd prefer to eat. Those are, I mean, the things I would like a sweet, like, taco buffet. 
Wow. Okay. But yeah, yeah, no, turkey and stuffing, I mean, it's good. It's just not great. It just mm. doesn't deserve a whole day. Well, the study did find that while Christmas music makes people stressed out, Christmas wintry scents actually make people feel good. Like pine and cinnamon, they conjure happy emotions. You want to know why? Probably because of the nostalgia factor, which the music signifies something that's happening presently or about to happen. Right, you need to do. Yeah, the smells are reminiscent of their childhood memories. Mm. So you know how smells most closely associated sense with memory. Mm -hmm. So instead of thinking like, oh, that smell means I have to buy presents, I have to book a flight, I have to- It reminds you of presents. Buy the turkey, all of that stuff. It reminds you of those happy times when you were the kid and you weren't actually mm-hmm. in charge of putting on the whole Look show. Look at you getting all sentimental. I'm just, I have very, I have a lot of happy childhood Christmas memories. You do? I do, I do, I do. I have to say, uh, the most recent funny, happy Christmas memory that I have is last year, my brother-in-law, Patrick's little brother, wrapped a banana oh, for yeah. our niece. And this is a little girl who, you know, we've decided that Christmas is going to be all about the nieces, and mm-hmm. it's been a blessing. So that's one reason that the Christmas music is not stressing me out, because I don't have to buy presents for none of you hoes. <laughs> Only the children. Well, yeah, me. You got to buy something for me. Baby. Me, you got to give me a present. You get taken care of year round. Oh, okay. You're going to sugar mama yourself. I'm sorry. You're how? putting yourself into I'm sorry. a, I'm a sorry. new no, 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 no. stratosphere. No. <laughs> Remember that time you didn't throw the muffins away and instead let me eat them? No, no, no. And you no, wrote no. on the card, you said, Can Patrick, you? eat these muffins. P.S. This is your Christmas present and your birthday present. <laughs> are you ready? Are you no. ready for me? No, I'm, I'm only talking to keep you from talking at this point. Okay. That's why know, I'm going on and on. you know you're about to get And now it's time for, no, <laughs> for the next no, corner. No, stop. Stop. First of all, you interrupted my story. Yeah. Second of all, <laughs> you are really getting out of pocket, son. Oh, come on. Because tell me and the listeners how it is that you procured a plane ticket home to South Florida for Christmas, and how did you procure a plane ticket to Costa Rica this year? You did all of that. How? Who? Who did it? Who? Who did all of that? You did. You bought me that plane ticket. Okay. So. You're amazing. Correct. It's called comedy, Fran. I know, but I'm Uh, just saying, there has uh, to be truth. Comedy? Yeah, and the truth was, no. you gave me some runoff muffins, no, but and then had... tried to take credit no, for doing no, no, something no, nice. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. I was just saying mm-hmm. that I don't have to buy presents for everyone. You know, you have a big family. We're just focusing on the kids, right? And then you were like, "Oh, you're not gonna get me anything." I'm, I'm gonna get you a present. Well, good. Yeah. I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? You just talked yourself out of a present. I just want to say that my nieces are very well taken care of every holiday. They have multiple Christmases with tons of presents. And I have to give a shout out to my little brother-in-law because he said, you know what? For the girl that has everything, I'm going to give her something that she actually needs. Potassium. He wrapped up a banana. And let me tell you, that little girl, I've never seen her so happy in her entire life. She was she was ecstatic. She was screaming in laughter so hard that if you've ever seen veins pop out of a four-year-old's <laughs> neck, it is a bizarre thing. But that's how happy she was. Her whole face turned she red. She looked like she was on steroids. <laughs> she looked like she was on steroids and that she was about to pass out. That's how so, happy she was. If you are stressed about the upcoming holidays, don't think big. Think small. Wrap up something that you have laying around the house, and you just might be surprised 
that it touches someone in your life. Yeah, I think this is they... terrible, terrible advice. Why? It because worked. the only reason that she loved getting a Chiquita banana for Christmas was because she had had like four Christmases by that point mm-hmm. and had gotten every toy, every book, everything a three-year-old could ever want. Mm-hmm. And then the exactly. banana and he got her something that out. she needs. That's what I'm saying. I don't I'm think trying... she ate it. She just laughed about it. I'm just trying to encourage the audience to think about the holidays from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? From the mouths of babes. Mm-hmm. I got a banana. She was so excited. You, some poor kid's Christmas is going to be ruined for this. Somebody, somebody's like, I heard on last name basis, I should just wrap a banana and call it a day. I love the idea of some parent <laughs> and some kid is wrapping presents while they're listening to our podcast, and then they're like, wait a second, a PS3? Fuck this. I was going to return all this. I spent hundreds of dollars on this stuff. Well, you know, it means if this helps encourage your mental stability and makes you feel better, then I support it. Was there ever something that you wanted for Christmas? Like, really, really badly that she was just like, this is what I need. This is what I need. Get this for me, please. No, I wasn't a list person. I didn't write a list. I got a mixture of, like, cool things and, like, practical things. Sure. My mom is very stylish, so she would always get me, like, really cute clothes. Mm. So I was always happy about that. Like, she got me things that she knew But did you ever ask for things? Was there there ever a Christmas at all where you said, Mom, I really want this? I I mean, I will admit, I'm an only child. I was always very well taken care of. I didn't want for much. So if there was something I wanted, I asked for it. I wasn't about to wait till Christmas. Like, get it for me now. All right. (laughs) We are now in the boudoir of bouge. No. no, I'm just saying that I wasn't like, oh my God, I need that thing. Right. Can I get it Some of us had to wait year. for an event. Yeah, I'm, listen. Some of us had to be like, oh, it's my birthday. Maybe now I'll get dinner. I understand. I do not take for granted that as well taken care of. I'm mm-hmm. very appreciative. I'm very yeah. honest. I'm forthcoming mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make people think I had like a rags to riches story. I didn't even have a riches to riches stories. No. I had no, like you definitely weren't a rich. middle class upbringing, but mm-hmm. I had parents. But you were the only child. I so was the you only had child. you had the luxury of getting all of the attention. And my parents, my mom specifically, were mm-hmm. the type that would say like if this is something Francesca really wants, we're going to try and make it happen. I didn't abuse that. Mm-hmm. But if I wanted something, I asked for it, and more often than not, I got it. I'm just saying. And I am. But being you sound honest. so bougie. No, I, no, you no, do no. though. You no. do, and that's okay. It's okay. It's not I bad. wasn't like, Mom, you you... I want a rocket launcher. Mom, a rocket I want launcher? like. What I'm just saying, I wasn't asking for anything that was like super expensive. But like, right. if we were shopping and I saw like a shirt or something I wanted, like, I would ask for it then. Right. If Wait, did grades... you have a rocket launcher? No, I had moon shoes though. Oh. Loved those suckers. Because I was going to say, oh, you didn't have to wait till Christmas for the, for the, for the missile on your back? No, I didn't have <laughs> like one when I wanted a rocket launcher, I just like give me the rocket. I was launcher. just trying to use an example of something that was like very expensive and right. lavish to right. say that like I wasn't asking for anything beyond my parents' means. Like I wanted to go to acting camp. Oh, I asked for a guitar because I wanted to play guitar. So like my dad got me one. Of course you you know what I mean? It wasn't like I was asking for things that I felt like my parents, you know, was like, oh God, I can't believe she asked for this thing. Mm-hmm. It's the holidays you might get the thing that you want system in place. Mm-hmm. And my parents took good care. Of us. Like if yeah, but there were also four of you. Yeah, there were four of us, and so it, it wasn't like we got anything we wanted whenever we wanted it. Mm-hmm. But if there was something that we need, and especially if there was something that was going to improve us 
as individuals, they would really do their best to get it for us or like give it to us. You know, like I got my bass guitar, started taking lessons, things like that. Right. But yeah, if you wanted something fun and that was frivolous, then you had to wait till Christmas or a birthday. And the one thing I wanted more than anything one time was the Ninja Turtles sewer. You remember those? No. So you remember the Ninja Turtles? They yeah. were really popular when we were kids, the cartoons. Yeah. I wanted the whole sewer, which is this absurd setup with like the sewer pipes and slime. You put slime down in there and all it's that. It's like a boy's version of a dollhouse. They're action figures, so right. they're definitely not dolls. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> they're made for action. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, they're dolls. They're boy dolls. Um, pretty much. (laughs) And I had a great time with it. I didn't get it initially, and then I cried until I got it. Wow. Yeah. And so I would argue that's pretty bouge. I don't think that's bouge. You didn't get something you wanted, and so you cried? It was definitely- cried in order to get it? It was manipulative. I would say it's entitled, except it wasn't uncommon for me not to get the things that I wanted. Mm. There was no reason for me to be entitled, because I wasn't anticipating, hey, I'll just cry and I'll get it. I did cry, though, and it did work that time, and I've been crying ever since. Wow. Lesson learned. We do not have a corner for this next story, but I saw it on Twitter, and I thought that it was perfect for the pod. Alex Sujong Laughlin, which I'm hoping I'm saying that name right, Alex Laughs on Twitter, created a podcast bingo card. And I didn't know what we were going to say about it, but when Patrick saw it, he was getting very heated and he felt very called out by some of the things on this bingo card. So I thought we should go over some of the things because yeah. there are a lot of things on here that apply to us and to some of the podcasts that we listen to and enjoy. Okay, so one box has... Squarespace ad in it. Which is not us. We don't have because we don't really have advertisers or sponsors. Another one has tonally inappropriate music, which I think we have music that is perfectly designed for all situations. I don't think that that applies to us at all. But, for example, there are a few things on here, like telling the producer to cut something and leave it in. I know. That one really hurt me. I was annoyed because I thought we were the only ones that did that. But apparently it's so common that they put it on a podcast. I thought it was so clever whenever we get into an argument, and I'm like, cut that out, and then it doesn't get cut. I mean, sometimes I do get pissed because it is something I actually want to get cut out. But now to know that we're not the only ones, like, dang. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we don't do this. We don't say this week on the pod. We do on Twitter, though. We do? Yes. Oh, uh, I guess we do. No, you're right. And How I about wanna, this one? How about uh, this one? Wait, wait, wait. Side note. Yeah. I just want to remind you that not too long ago, you said that you control the Twitter, and now you've just revealed that you don't even know what we tweet to promote the episodes. Okay. And that You really just, hold on to this stuff, I huh? I do. You just, like, I hold grudges. We're just having fun on this podcast, but you're <laughs> soaking all of this in. You're keeping it in your back pocket. Ready for me to slip up. Oh, plucky banjo music. Now, we come mad close. We No, we don't. That, that oh, no, with, our, with the ukulele stuff? That, our corner intro, yeah. but then also, like, the cold funk? That's not a banjo, but it sounds like a banjo's cousin. Uh, it's a guitar, if that's what you're saying. But the style feels it like It does not feel like plucky banjo music at all. Mm. But we might get credit for our ukulele-based corner intros. Yes. I uh, th- here's one that I don't I don't know if we do. We kind of almost do it. It's this is last name basis with the emphasis on this mm-hmm. with a short pause and then 
whatever your show is. Yeah, we know. do that. We do. And this is last name. We do. Oh, but the inflection is a little bit different I than do I it. imagine it. It's just, the point is, is that it says this is blah, blah, blah. Anytime you introduce the show, you're going to get a bingo square. And we got one. Like, anytime you podcast, you're going to get a bingo square. This is what upsets me about this. Mm-hmm. And I think bingo cards in general, I think it's really demeaning. I think it's demeaning just to put everything in a bunch of little boxes and why? say, I don't know why, but it bothers the well, shit out of me. you need to back it up because you can't just come out here and slander Alex Laughs, who is a producer <laughs> for all sorts of podcasts. Yeah, what is Alex Laughs? What is Transmitter Alex podcasts. Also works with BuzzFeed Audio. Rest in peace to the BuzzFeed Audio shows. Oh, of they course don't make he works those with anymore. BuzzFeed. I'm just saying. He made a bingo card. Alex is a woman. So she, of course, she works with BuzzFeed. This is a very BuzzFeed move, by the way. The whole podcast bingo card. Whatever. BuzzFeed is not the first, and nor will they be the last person to make a bingo card. Mm, The point is, is I don't know why you got in your feelings about this. And you are really toned down right now, but you were turned up. I was getting a little upset. You were like, fuck this. I wasn't saying I didn't say fuck this. I didn't say how dare she. You were cursing. You broke things. You (laughs) were knocking things over. I had to lock myself in the bathroom because I was worried. Yeah. I was like, what is going on And then I came through it with an axe and stuck my face in. (laughs) I feel like I've seen this in a movie before. (laughs) I don't know. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) You look like olive oil Um, from Popeyes. But no, honestly though, why were you upset about this? It was funny. The bingo cards were clever initially, especially when you're pointing out things you shouldn't be doing. But this is like well, this isn't about things you shouldn't be I don't doing. Know. None of these things are negative. Rate and review on Apple. No, I know. Podcast, I know. That's not a negative. I know. I just think this is low hanging fruit at this point. A podcast bingo card. Yes, you do have this like themes that people keep sort of relying on. Uh, like this one, the free space in the middle is. Have you heard of Reply All? Which is really funny because Reply All is one of those things. You, like we've all said that on the podcast and off the podcast, right? It's a great podcast. But I think it's demeaning because basically you've just created a, a bingo card of things that almost everybody is going to do when they have a podcast. That's like, why it's introduce fun. a show. No, no, no. There are specific things on here that some we of them don't are more do, specific that we don't do, and it's a fun thing that everybody can say like, oh, drag me, this is me. You know, yeah. it's relatable, relatable AF. That is a thing that is very, you know, important and does well on the internet. People love content that's relatable. And right now, we are in a podcast boom. Everybody has a freaking podcast. It's true, it's and true. So this and so is BuzzFeed has to have a take. This girl doesn't work for BuzzFeed anymore. She has worked for BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. Made great things with BuzzFeed, as in the past tense. She mm. don't work there anymore. It doesn't matter, it's all the same. It does matter, it matters. because the truth matters. You just lied about me attacking you because I was so angry. No, I didn't. You yourself acknowledged that you got a little excited. You took out an axe. You came through the bathroom door. (laughs) And I applaud you for being honest. But I also want you to be honest when we're talking about the young lady that created this podcast bingo card. I don't. She doesn't work at BuzzFeed anymore. Okay, fine. I mean, it's all the same to me. I just think that bingo cards are like low-hanging fruit at this point. And... You know, it's like, can we move on? Can we do something else? Can we do maybe like a, I don't know, like a customized backgammon board or something? Like, no can we get, back, I don't know. No one knows how to play backgammon, baby. Do you know how to play backgammon? No. Okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Let's talk about some things that millennials have killed. This has sort of become a off and on again corner for us, but it keeps coming up because as long as millennials are killing things, people are writing about all the things that millennials have destroyed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you said the title twice, but uh, I'll say it four times. <laughs> things millennials have killed. Things millennials have revived are the things millennials have <laughs> killed trend. Right, right. Cue the plucky banjo music. So we've killed mayonnaise, we've killed hooters, but this is a hot take on the millennials killing things because this is actually about something that millennials are reviving. Mm. And millennials are reviving mortuaries. Yes, according to the New York Post, more millennials are becoming morticians than ever before. And it's probably because we're Six always- Six Feet Under. No, it's that's probably a, because of that show. That's an old show. Yeah, but they watched it when they were young. They grew up. They're like, "What am I going to be?" No, no. I no, thought no. I saw that show. It was pretty good. I thought that it was because millennials are always saying, "I'm dead." That's why I thought that. <laughs> it was all. It was all just a way to one up each other. It's like, mm -hmm. no, no, no. This no, guy's I'm actually, actually dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, morticians aren't actually dead themselves, right? No, no, no. Okay. I'm saying that like the business is booming because people are always like, right. oh my god, I'm new dying, Beyonce I'm album, dying. I'm dead, That's, yeah. and then somebody Hospice has to take care of the bodies. Yeah. You feel me? Um, everyone has to die. Oh, you were like, this is a booming business. Yeah, because everyone saw is a surplus. Ah, uh, everyone is saying I'm dead. So. How do I make money off of Who's that? Who's going to take care of that? Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, when it comes to technology, millennials are like, yo, if you put this mortuary on Instagram, on Facebook, like this place that you need to go, we inevitably all die. You right. feel me? So right. we don't need Hooters. So the question is. We don't need mayonnaise. Is what, what was the last mortuary you saw a an ad for? Ooh. Who had the funniest we take care of dead people viral video you know what there is a series called ask a mortician and it's a millennial woman talking about demystifying the process around death mm -hmm. which i think there's something to be said for that there's a lot to be said about that it's out there but it hasn't gotten the trend that a lot of mm. other issues have. well it's all marketed to an older group it is kind of morbid to say like we need to market death to young people mm. like make it cool dab in that coffin <laughs> You know what I mean? We'll make death cool. We we'll need a sell Twitter challenge. We did, what, what did you say about cigarettes? I said we'll sell cigarettes. That's probably oh. the best way to sell death I'm sorry, to what somebody. What do you know about cigarettes? Nothing. I heard that they're out there. I saw a, <laughs> an ad about them. You sound, you sound so. You sound so. You're ridiculous. Guilty. I can see where you're going with this. And you want to put me on blast? Put me on blast. It's fine. You take every chance you I can. Just, no, no. I just think yeah. it's interesting uh -huh. that when we're talking about death and dying, yes. you I know. I know. We all know where this is going. I just, no, no. I just asked you. Do you want me to tell you what I know about cigarettes? Do you want to actually know my knowledge about cigarettes? <laughs> Do you want to know I things? You don't. You. It's a rhetorical I question. Asked you. <laughs> what are you. What are you doing? What kind of fuckery is this? What are you playing at? <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I have to say that I think it's wonderful that young people are taking entrepreneurial steps to invigorate an industry that has been here since the beginning of time and will continue to be here long after I am gone. But it will always be a dying industry. Ooh. You see what I did there? You're that welcome. was You're welcome. So good. 
you. I just earned my flight to Costa Rica. <laughs> Boom. It costs, You're welcome. It costs way more than that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to eat a lot more muffs for that. <laughs> oh, I like it. Woo! I like it. I know. <laughs> Runoff muffs. That's the worst. <laughs> This corner was suggested by someone called The E, and they suggested we do a corner, since I'm a lawyer, called Law and Corner. I love that title. It's an awesome title. It fits perfectly. And now I have something. I don't really talk about actual legal issues on this podcast, but this is great. So an appeals court recently ruled that judges can be Facebook friends with lawyers in cases that they're presiding over without having to recuse themselves. So usually if you know the lawyer personally, you have to step outside of the case. You have to relinquish it to another judge so that they can have a fair and unbiased You're allowed to be Facebook friends But you them. can be Facebook friends, and the appeals court decided this based on the fact that you're not actually friends with people on Facebook. Ooh. And I thought it was great to have this final legal angle to it to say, you know what? We all know you're not friends. Y'all aren't friends. You're not friends. You're Facebook friends. Mm. That is the furthest thing from a friendship. The legal precedent is there now. And now we all know, for a legal fact at least, that those people are not your friends. No, they're really not. I mean, I will say that there are people on Facebook that I am Facebook friends with that I'm also friends with in real life. But if we're friends in real life, we don't really interact on Facebook. Right. Because we interact in real life. The more Facebook interaction you have with somebody the less it shows that you're friends. I don't know if I believe that. Because there are people that I do interact with on Facebook mm. that you don't see a lot in real life, maybe because they live in a different place. Right, but you're not calling those lots people. Lots of babies. No, but I talk to them. Yeah, you <laughs> sure. have suddenly yeah. you have a lot of babies. I don't see your ass anymore. But I see you on Facebook. And you definitely see their babies. I see their babies. And ass. you politely say, oh, that's a cute baby, even if it's not that cute of no, a baby. I, no, I'm honest. Oh, really? You go into somebody, you'll be like, yo, your baby's not that cute. I hate to break it. You, I don't please. know why this needs to be reiterated, uh-huh. but I believe every baby is a gift. Oh my god. Is a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> and that all babies right. are cute uh-huh. and beautiful. I don't go around. Is this because you knew what it was like to be babies. an ugly baby? Though I just have to know. What is going on with you? What? I was not an ugly baby. Uh, yeah. I had a well. large head. Yes. <laughs> I acknowledge that. Uh-huh. Not to mention the fact that. The people that I'm friends with on Facebook, they curate their feeds. If you don't curate, you're not a friend of mine. And so I don't see an abundance of baby pictures. I get news. So you I think all about, babies are adorable because you just don't have to look at ugly no, babies. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm you're saying- You're like, I tailored my feed to only show me the cute ones. I tailored And my now feed, I believe all babies are I adorable. I tailored my feed to not have any excessive fuckery. And excessive mm. fuckery does include overexposure of your child on social media. And none of my friends do that. I just want to say that we have friends of the pod who listen and I don't see on a regular basis. And I just want them to know that our friendship is strong, despite what the courts and what Patrick has to say. (laughs) I still ride with you, even though we don't ride in person. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't use Facebook, so I have an account, but I 
don't even know my login anymore. Because only one of us actually does the work to promote us on social media. What? No, on Facebook. I just don't. I, just, I know. We have a Facebook fan page. We do? We have an, yes, we do. With an <laughs> That's active, awesome. With an active I should go check it out. Membership. <laughs> we also have videos. Right. We have reviews. Uh, yeah, no, I know. Lots I know. of people I've, share clips of us. It's amazing. It's you great. know, live streams of our live shows. There are mm. lots of things happening on Facebook that support the work that we do right here in the stud. And unfortunately, only one of us is qualified mm. to do that work. Oh well, my God, always campaigning. I've noticed something, a pattern about our conversations <laughs> is that you just talk until I give up talking. <laughs> and then you like have the floor. And I've noticed that this is a real pattern. And it's not just a pattern for the podcast. This is that's our real life <laughs> speech pattern. That's is that true. eventually I'm just like, I don't have any more words for this. <laughs> I can out talk you. You can out talk me. You can talk me under the table every single time. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, I don't hate it. You love it. It's definitely amusing for sure. <laughs> well, listen, this has been a wonderful podcast. And there was a special added treat that the listeners do not know about. We had a guest from ABC Eyewitness News here today. Yep. I'm super excited. We're getting all this press coverage. Mm. We're big time now. We're going to be at those little tiny TVs in the backs of cabs yes. that everyone can't stand and exactly. is like, how do I turn this off? How do I turn this when off? And it won't turn off. you are getting carsick in the back of a cab, you're going to look up and you know the face you're going to see? It's going to be mine. No, mine. Mine. Well, no, I think they only take pictures of me, My face will have though. more prominence. I doubt it. Well, we'll see. Well, you have that big-ass <laughs> head. <laughs> First of all, I told you that in confidence, and for you to use it against me in that way is really I mean, not cool. I mean, in confidence, though, like yeah. it's something you can literally see. Okay. You look like a lollipop. That is not true. <laughs> and if I was a lollipop, what kind would I be? Ooh. You'd probably be strawberry. Really? Yeah, you'd Why? be a, a cherry or a strawberry. I don't know because, because grape. A, mm. I, you know, like grape is like not the popular. Mm. Okay, one. I don't like you. It. Ask me. Ask uh, me now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do me, Ted. Do you? Okay. If I were a lollipop, mm-hmm. what flavor would I be? Mm. I don't know what flavor, but I know what brand. You'd be a dum dum. That was so fucking stupid. <laughs> you made me set that up. <laughs> and you did and it. And you couldn't even and answer you, the question. And you, and you did yeah. it. And so this what is does what that you say about you? I respect the title and the position of podcast president. And I said, you know what? She's the president. I'm going to follow her lead because mm. she is supposed to be the leader and she is the elected leader of this podcast. Mm. And what did you do? You walked us off the cliff. I was that little lemming that just went over the edge <laughs> because he didn't stop to say, hey, is this someone I should really follow? Well, And the reality is you weren't someone you should really follow. You couldn't even answer the question you made me ask you. No, no, no. I, I did answer. I answered in my own way. Mm. I added panache. Flair, no, you didn't. dramatics, nope. yeah, nope. puns. I did all of those that things. Was a pun? It was. Oh yeah, I guess it was sort of some wordplay. Sure. All right. I'll give you that much. Thank you. Okay. I deserve. So we feel like we had a great show, but we want to hear from you, the listeners at home, at school, at work, when you're supposed to be working, but you listen to the podcast instead. Please go ahead and tweet us with the hashtag last name basis or last name underscore basis, or you can tweet us individually at Cheska Lee. At tie optional. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at lnbpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your booze. Send us your corner suggestions. Send us your dreams. Go to sleep. <laughs> I'm Patrick. 
Oh, you y'all gonna tell them to read us on iTunes? We're supposed to. Yeah, they know. We gave you an opportunity. They know. It's on the bingo I card, and I don't want to do it because now I... it's like I'm playing right into its little <laughs> squares. Read us on iTunes, and we might read it on the podcast. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And, and this. This. And this. This. Was Last Name Basis. From Brick Radio. Last Name Basis is hosted and produced by Francesca Ramsey and Patrick Condes. Our executive producer is Sasha Mathias, and our associate producer is Emily Bogosian. Our audio engineer is Onel Millette, and our videographer is Curtis Boone, and our show is recorded at Brick House in downtown Brooklyn. For more information, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio. Just do a little, just do a little for the quirky outro. <laughs> <laughs> just do some- no, it's in the box. <laughs> it's in the fucking bingo card.